This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 4, Macclesfield 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC and this was an entertaining and pleasing workout. It felt like a real game and a combination of it being Macclesfield, a side who are traditional rivals, who brought a good number of fans and the fact that, of course, there's a really positive feeling about the Wrexham at the moment uh, meant that we had a crowd over 4,000 for a pre-season friendly. Last time we achieved that was July 2007 when we played Liverpool fresh from a Champions League final. So, wow, not bad. The biggest friendly attendance home or away for Wrexham in 14 years. And the crowd were entertained royally. It was a good game. Macclesfield are three divisions below us, but they played some nice football, they put up a scrap, but ultimately you could see that difference and wreck some well. I mean, how do you judge the success of a friendly? It's not the result, really. It's not necessarily even the performance, but Wrexham looked well-grooved and able to put into effect what they've been working on over the summer. Wrexham started off with uh, Anthony Ford, giving us a first view of him having signed the day before he was playing as a right wing back and Wrexham lined up in the same sort of shape that we've been playing uh, at the end of last season rather than that interesting little t twist that we tried earlier in pre-season with two strikers playing off a big target man and it was interesting to see that Tom O'Connor, who we have previously used as a holding midfielder, was used on the left-hand side of the three with Luke Young a bit deeper. And O'Connor, well, it was beautiful in the way that he moved up and down the pitch. Looked really impressive in that more attacking role. And, I mean, I've been saying this for a while, but I think O'Connor's going to feel like a new signing and a very, very, very good one as well this season. Wrexham started well, and in the ninth minute, hit the post. Uh, nice little move with Ford breaking down the right-hand side, pulling it back to Young. He fed a good ball into Palmer, and from about 15 yards out in the right channel, he lashed it with real power, smashed against the right post, and bounced out again. Wrexham were already establishing themselves in control. The composure on the ball was really good, and the snappiness of the passing was very pleasing as well. Macclesfield were looking to press, and Wrexham were moving the ball around nicely, drawing them over to one side of the pitch, then switching and opening up the, the game and causing them issues. The next chance came from a set piece and should have been a goal. Bentoza, with his only long throw of the match, hurling it in from the right-hand side, touched on by Palmer. It fell to Hayden six yards out. He should have scored, really, to be honest, but he sliced it horribly, and it went square of him to Cluith, who was about four yards out, and he definitely should have scored, but... He didn't finish well. He went for a side foot rather than just smashing it into the net. And all credit to Pizzaluga on loan from Liverpool, the goalkeeper, who spread himself well and made a terrific save. But it was one of those that really Clueth should have just scored. Uh, we didn't have to wait long to think about that, though, because Wrexham scored from the corner. Luke Young, who was absolutely outstanding in midfield, whipping in the first, but not the last, terrific corner from the left-hand side. Palmer at the near post getting up beautifully and just flicking it across the keeper and then and Wrexham had the lead and continued to dominate as well. A few minutes later, uh, a big shout for a penalty, I think a little bit generous of the ref not to give it, as Palmer on the right-hand side whipped in across. Mullen attacked it around the penalty spot, hits a good volley, Fenson was touched tight to him and blocked it with his arm. 
I mean, I I guess trying to look at it from the ref's point of view, is he saying he was quite close to him, maybe so, but his arm was right up in the air. It was a definite penalty. But nobody complained too much because it was a friendly and Wrexham were in total command. That trio in midfield of Young and O'Connor and Jones were completely in control. The wing-backs were living in Macclesfield's half and the strikers were looking very interesting, especially Palmer, who showed more movement than normal. Uh, often he's, I don't want to call him a fixed point, I think that'd be doing him down, but certainly as a very central player, uh, which we work around. But here, he was dropping very deep, he was coming out wide uh, constantly, and it really dragged Macclesfield around. And that's one of the things that really interested me about this team. There was more movement, I would say, than we saw last season in those sorts of areas. You've got two wing-backs pushing forwards who want to come forwards, who will are not scared to come into narrower areas. McFadgen often was taking advantage of the fact that Palmer was going wide and that Clueth, of course, will go outside him or inside him to come inside and lurk around the edge of the area. It was interesting and certainly teams are going to get caught out by that as that sort of players popping up in unexpected places or creating overloads. It was a really pleasing thing to see. And Wrexham, of course, pushed on and made chances. Another great delivery from a corner on the left-hand side by Luke Young. Aaron Hazen with one of those typical helium-filled leaps at the far post. But even then, he couldn't quite get on top of it enough. And from six yards out, he planted a header, whistling over the bar. Ten minutes later, Palmer working the ball out to Ford, who surged past his man, whipped across into the far post. McFadden was there, but it was good defending by Hansom, who managed to back into him. And McFadden, in having to get over him on the corner of the six-yard box, couldn't control his head, put it into the side netting. Immediately from the restart, terrific pressure from Wrexham. O'Connor winning the ball high up the pitch, finding Palmer, a nice switch to Ford, who maybe could have driven on and got himself into a position where Palmer could have played him in for the shot on goal. But instead, Ford whipped across in, and O'Connor will have been a bit disappointed, eight yards out, unmarked, but he mistimed his header, hit his shoulder, and it flew wide. But it wasn't over, because brilliantly, McFadden realised that the ball didn't have a lot of pace on it, and as it trickled along the goal line, he sprinted after it, and kept it in, pulled it back towards the edge of the area, Palmer nearly got himself one-on-one, a centre-back trialist playing for Macclesfield was beaten it seemed, but to be fair to him, pulled off a great piece of emergency defending, just stretching and just getting his toe onto it, but still Wrexham retained the ball and brought it back in there, and ultimately Ford fed Palmer, who from about 15 yards pivoted, but hit a shot too close to the keeper. A minute later though, came the inevitable second goal and this was Mullen breaking down the right channel receiving the ball and slamming a terrific strike across Pitaluga who did brilliantly to lunge low to his right and push the ball away but James Jones was there to score and I'm doing Jones a disservice in just saying he was there to score yeah he was knocking the ball past a a slightly stranded keeper but it was great intelligence by Jones because the ball was just going across him and away from goal And because of that, he had to keep his eye on the ball and he couldn't look at the keeper. But he knew the keeper was going to be getting up and rushing it back across to to close that angle. And so he hit it back where the keeper came from. It was just smart thinking by Jones. He didn't get hold of it properly, but he didn't really have to because he'd done the right thing. And the poor keeper, having made a great save, got up and then tried to make himself big again, uh, was completely helpless as it rolled past him to make it 2-0. Wrexham could have made it three, which would probably have been a fair reflection of the first half, when McFadden stood up a nice ball 
switching from left to right. Mullen laid it back to Ford. Ford swept it into Palmer again. And again, Palmer from around 15 yards drilled it with power, but into the side netting. Second half, Wrexham started with the same lineup. The, the, after that chance in the first half, the game did slow down and suddenly feel like that other type of friendly. The friendlies where players are, are, are you know, just going through the motions a little bit. Uh, the pace went out of it. Wrexham had a bit more possession. But Wrexham came out strongly in the second half and in the 50th minute got a goal. Hayden already headed one young corner over. He didn't this time. Delicious delivery again by Young. Whipped into the edge of the six-yard box with pace. When I first saw it, I thought the keeper maybe should have come for it. Having looked at it again, he shouldn't have done. It's just quality delivery. It's coming in too fast for the goalie to come for it. Hayden leaping six yards out this time. Could get on top of it and made no mistake. And planted a powerful header home. Although a minute later, he had a little scary moment, surprisingly. Um, getting the ball at the back. Trying to be a little bit too cute in the box. Lost the ball. And it was a real chance for Claire, this target man, to score. But he panicked a bit, I think. And from about 10 yards out, just lashed it way over the bar. He really, at the very least, also forced Howard into a save. Wrexham then going back up the other end, just regaining their control, winning a free kick on the edge of the box. There's such a range of players, apart from Jordan Davis, who didn't come off the bench now. We've got Young, who could take free kicks. We've got Mullen, who can take free kicks. And we've got O'Connor, who's very good on set pieces. And he whipped this one over the wall. It went just over the bar. But O'Connor did get his goal eventually, after a terrific lengthy spell of possession and pressure by Wrexham, as they moved the ball about, tried to pull Macclesfield out of shape, probed them, and then ultimately the ball was spread across to the right-hand side, where Paul Mullen dinked in a lovely chip to the far post. O'Connor did ever so well, stretching the head it back, where the direction it came from, across the keeper and into the top corner. And Wrexham had a, a three-goal lead. Palmer then lashed in the 25-yarder, which went over the bar. Not that far over, but he probably should have kept going to his left, as McFadgen had made an excellent move. And Mullen, did to, as I say, three-goal lead. It's a four-goal lead. What am I talking about? Sorry. And five minutes left, Mullen... He was clearly desperate to get in on the act and score. Got the ball in the edge of the box, set himself, curled it with his left foot, but didn't quite bring it back round enough and it just missed the top corner. There was another chance for Macclesfield, mind. An edgy moment for Mark Howard, the keeper, who had to make one save, and this was it, self-inflicted. He picked the ball up in his own box, received the ball, should I say, in his own box. He's very confident of the ball at his feet. Maybe he was too confident on this occasion. Played a really sloppy ball out and picked out Macclesfield's outstanding player, Berry, who'd been cutting in constantly from the left flank and doing well. Berry drove into the box and looked to curl it around Howard, but didn't get enough on it. Didn't hit it to the, the you know picking out the corners and Howard is able to jump to his left and take a pretty countable catch so really really pleasing outing for Wrexham the performances and the shape and how they link together is the most important thing so I guess more than the incidents the goals or the score it's the it's this bit that counts isn't it Howard didn't have many things to do in all honesty uh, but he looks he's, a, he's an experienced quality signing uh, across the back, well, we had Tozer in the middle. Tozer was rock solid. Like I said, Berry was the real threat. 
uh, for Macclesfield. Um, he was a bit predictable, kept getting the ball on the left and cutting onto his right foot and driving home, which he has been doing throughout all of the friendlies when I've been looking at Macclesfield. Um, but to be fair, he didn't often have options because his full-backs weren't getting up to support him around the outside. They couldn't because Wrexham were penning him back. And so he was often ploughing a lone furrow and he did it manfully. He had a few runs at Tozer and at Hayden and that was where you saw the quality of those defenders as Berry ran at them and they just kept calm waited for him to have a slightly heavy touch and just nicked the ball off him. It was it was a masterclass by both of them in defensively in those senses. And as well, Hayden and Tozer used the ball intelligently. Hayden joining in sometimes too, as he does. On the left-hand side, Cluith was excellent. I thought he really was rock solid again. Uh, you know, we brought in Jordan Tunnicliffe, obviously, but Cluith just reminded everybody that he had a superb campaign last time. Made some lovely interceptions as strikers were waiting for the ball to arrive you just nip in ahead of them and just come away with the ball so comfortably. It, it was quality. Uh, on the wing-backs, now Ford on his first match looked very, very impressive. He He's two-footed and he, he wanted, some, it looked like, to instinctively come inside and stop the ball a bit try and fake either way and, and beat a defender he didn't have so much success with that when he just stuck to the simple thing of burning around the outside of the, the, the fullback he was very very good and his delivery was good as well i just feel excited at the thought of ollie palmer getting that sort of delivery because he's going to score some goals off those crosses i suspect but he was impressive there was one little thing i noticed which was that sometimes he'd, he'd lay the ball off and take like a supporting position and that you could see his teammates were expecting him to go on down the line and that'll be something obviously i don't think he's even trained with us yet that'll be something that will come as he gets used to our system and he'll become more dangerous i suspect on the left hand side of what mcfadgen was outstanding he worked his absolute socks off he was delivering good quality from the flanks but he was also coming inside and linking up play well he defended well when he had to but yeah he was excellent i thought center mid luke young terrific i mean his range of passing his confidence of passing the crispness of his passing excellent always trying to look forwards and playing passings as that pierced the lines and picked out players in a bit of space in advantageous positions on the other side's half very very impressive from the skipper tom o'connor as i mentioned earlier as well was very good driving forwards gotten some hard tackles as well probably would have been booked in a real match <laughs> to be honest uh, but he, he looked very good uses the ball so well of course so economic on the ball but he he moves so smoothly as well it's impressive and then james jones uh, you know i mean copy and paste what i normally say about him his work rate is absurd it's constant runs constantly breaking into out and getting down the right hand side just pulls teams around and and makes space for other players to get involved and you know there's a hell of a lot of competition for those positions in the middle of the pitch but never underestimate james jones's running power and his value off the ball up front Palmer was excellent, like I said, more mobile than normal, going around wide or dropping off deep and linking play up, really, really good. A genuine goal threat apart from his goal, and Mullen, well, he did everything but score, to be honest. Um, he was lively, he was sharp, he was threatening, he linked well with players, he would drop off wide and deliver quality, as he did for O'Connor's goal. Very good stuff. We brought on two subs, oh no, three subs, beg your pardon, uh, Liam McAlinden, who came on as a right-sided wing-back and did fine. Didn't have much time to do it. All the subs came on quite late. Uh, he keeps wanting to come inside when he makes those runs, was rather running into crowds, but he did absolutely fine. Um, Jordan Tunnicliffe came on for his first appearance at the race course as a Wrexham player. 
and well i think the best way i can sum up him and this is a very uh this is very much meant to be a compliment was that he made an intervention and in commentary i thought it was tozer and i had to correct myself yeah because he's built like Toza. He's a big, strong, proper centre-back. He played as a right-sided centre-back when he came on. Um, he looked very strong and he's comfortable on the ball. And he's willing to join in higher up the pitch as well and really fits into our template beautifully. And the other substitute was Jake Bickerstaff who came on for Ollie Palmer later on and put in a good shift, really hard work as you always get from Bickerstaff. He looks to have grown. He looks to have bulked up a bit. Um, and he was typically strong with his back to goal. He did have one frustrating key moment when Wrexham won the ball and broke quickly. He was driving through the middle. He only had one option, really, which was Mullen making a really good run beyond the defence, and he, he didn't really play the ball. He was more head down, ran into trouble and lost it. Mullen was furious, and I think probably Bickerstaff will be furious too, because if he's going to break into the side I think he's got to make those sorts of opportunities count he may get a chance at Carnarvon on Tuesday of course because Wrexham I suspect will play the players who were on the bench in that game just to keep them going and also the players like Jordan Davis and Bryce Hazan and hopefully Lee as well who were coming back from Knox but this was a really good workout it was good to see Macclesfield as well I've got to say uh, they're a proper club they're a proper rival of ours now as well I would say and their support was terrific they, are, they play some nice football. Hats off to them, because when they were really getting under pressure at the end of the game, they didn't stop playing it their way. It's a weird thing, isn't it, a friendly? Frankly, you're playing the ball out from the back, but when Wrexham are pressing as well as they were, maybe if it was a competitive game, you might decide to go a little more direct just to avoid the danger of losing the ball in your own half. But in a friendly, you want to work on the things you're going to do during the season. Macclesfield will not come up against a team that press as well as Wrexham do in the league. Macclesfield will not come up against a team with the energy and ability to keep going to the 90th minute like Wrexham did. And so quite rightly, they continued practising their approach because if they could, if they could be press-resistant against Wrexham, then they're definitely going to be press resistant against the teams they came up against this season and fair play to them for that and they didn't actually really uh, concede too many chances from passing it around in their own half in the end so a very good workout for them as well we wish them all the best as they come back and hopefully get back to where they deserve to be um, but there was a gulf you could see that Macclesfield will admit that it's, it's how it should be isn't it um, uh, Macclesfield are part-time they look to play some good football but ultimately, it was a very good workout for Wrexham in front of that impressive crowd. Remember, next Saturday, the real stuff begins. So, Friday night, Dragonheart is back on Callan FM and as a podcast. Then you'll be getting the full coverage on Saturday, of course, as the season begins, including the Final Whistle podcast. That's this guy. Uh, as a podcast or as a video podcast. And, of course, this comes out later to try and be more considered or waffly, depending on your outlook. Uh, but there is the Hot Take podcast that comes out pretty much on the final whistle, as indeed does Aquiban Tervenal, Neil Williams' excellent Welsh language podcast, which is always well worth listening. So, all the good stuff to come. And uh, certainly, the way Wrexham played in this match implies that there'll be plenty of good stuff to come this season. With the final score of Wrexham 4, Macclesfield 0, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.